great to talk to you, Andrew. Things are going well, and we've got the roadmap out, and we're looking forward to having people back on course in the near future. Obviously, as I mentioned, uh, just luck of the calendar. Uh, dates were planned years ago, and uh, you fall on the 21st of November. So a late spring cup at Kilmore is turning out to be a good situation because it's well and truly after the Melbourne Cup return of people on track and uh, you'd cross fingers I would think that you're planning to have quite a few people there what are you going to apply for? Yeah so we're we're waiting to see from government where we're going to land but our planning certainly about having people back on course and what it is for us is an opportunity to to you know first and foremost thank our members and have them back on course uh, owners participants and then, you know, public and those long-term customers that come to the Bet365 Kilmore Cup every year. So we're really confident that we're going to be able to have a a nice-sized crowd that can socially distance, but it's going to feel like the old days, hopefully, which is what we're really excited about. So I'm assuming it's been two years since someone was at Kilmore for the Cup meeting. This time last year there was no one there, was it? No, that's right. Last year was crowd-free. And in 2019, we're at Seymour. So we've got to go back to 2018 for the last crowd Kilmore Cup at Kilmore. So wow. it's been, been a long journey for us. Yeah, that, well, there you go. It's an extra year, so it's been a long time for people to be on track. Uh, so uh, when do you start? To, um, do you pre-book? Do you have uh, notice of interest? What, what do you do until you're given the exact numbers? Because, for example, I just spoke to Terry Mulcahy, Balnarring Picnics. They've been given the green light to start picnic racing on Saturday the 6th of November. Crowd could be anywhere up to 5,000. They don't know, but already they're taking uh, pre-bookings and they've they've had a lot of interest. So they might have a situation where they'd have too much interest, I'm not sure. But what will you do at Kilmore? What are you doing? Well, we've been working hard this week, Andrew, just to look at, you know, what are our packages that we can offer that are, you know, going to be things that people want to come and experience and, and you know, marquees, umbrellas, all-inclusive functions and things like that. So our planning's gone into putting together packages this week and we're really hopeful that we can release those to the public next week and start selling those. I think one of the one of the important things for us is I think we're going to be a ticketed event, so, you know, there might not be the opportunity to come on the day. that You've got to pre-book or buy a ticket before the day just to help us understand who the crowd is that's coming and how we can get best get them into the race course safely and let them have an enjoyable day safely and then go home safely as well. So that's where our planning's gone. Most of this week, as as the roadmap out has accelerated, because of the, the great work of people getting vaccinated in such a rapid way, you know, that we're, we're going to get out and, and be in a really fortunate position for us to be able to do something on our on our Turf Cup day, which is which is really, really exciting. We're chatting to Ben Murphy. The Kilmore Race Club, of course, raced this weekend as we speak, but their next thoroughbred meeting of note that might have people on track is the Cup itself on Sunday, the 21st of November. They do have a uh, a meeting, which would have been for seniors, uh, Friday, the 29th of October, which is a pity because uh, those seniors' race days have been great days for uh, all country race clubs. I know a lot of them sell out. They have lunches. They have people gathering, so... That's not to be understated. The disappointment people can't be there for your 29th of October meeting. Um, ben, you, you have, of course, the harness racing there as well. You're one of the few dual-code clubs. So 
I know they're only run-of-the-mill meetings for want of a better term, but given for months on end people have been unable to go anywhere, um, even if it was a few hundred people that rock up to watch the trots and have a bit of a bet and just enjoy the the atmosphere of being on a racetrack, um, what do you think will happen to those meetings it's easy to talk about a big feature thoroughbred meeting with pre-planning and protocols and pre-booking tickets, but what's your gut feeling HRV will do? Because in some cases, just opening the gates to 50 or 100 people and having to make sure they're vaccinated might be trickier than looking after three or 4,000 pre-booked at a thoroughbred meeting. Yeah, it's a good point. I think we're we're really fortunate that Kilmore, as you said, as a dual cape venue, but also to have our, our bistro on course. So... We have the opportunity to help facilitate people into the racetrack safely through our bistro, and that's how we've done it with the with the harness in the past. And I think, you know, a great deal of credit needs to go to HRV and Racing Victoria and Country Racing Victoria for how we've got through this pandemic and continued to race. So we'll take our advice from HRV, and, and we would imagine that, you know, our, the return for um, people other than essential personnel, which is what we're under at the moment, you know, won't be too far behind, as you said, you know, the return of um, crowds to the picnic scene around November 6th. So hopefully it means that, you know, our meeting on November 11th may be one where we can have people back on course and, you know, do something to, again, thank them for their commitment to not only the sport but our club and, and wanting to be part of, of the racing industry, which, you know, as I say, has done a remarkably good job to get through the pandemic in the way that they have. You mentioned the Bistro. That's interesting. I should ask you that because there are a handful of racetracks that I've spoken to over the years of many interviews where people weren't allowed on track, but they were allowed to go to a Bistro and thus they could look through a window at, at racing. So did I jump the gun? For example, the the meeting with the seniors on the 29th of October, if people are allowed to go to dining places and go out, but they can't go to a racetrack just yet, what's the rules there for you? Can Can people go to your bistro and then can you market that as a way of seeing races and just staying indoors or is that that sort of not not encouraged? No, that's certainly something that we try and and utilise where we can. Currently the the restrictions are that we can only have 10 people inside and 30 outside. So it's not a dramatically large number, but it's something that as as we come through this roadmap um, that's been outlined, those outside restrictions ease quite quickly and we are able to, to host a, a sizable, you know, crowd of potentially up to a hundred or hundred and fifty outside um, in our bistro al fresco area. So again we'll continue to work with our members, owners and other participants and those who want to come and enjoy a day of gallops meetings or, you know, a harness meeting to try and get them closer to be able to get back to what we say is our normal and that's what we're all striving towards, I suppose. We'll speak to you closer to the Bet365 Cup at Kilmore, the 21st of November. Hopefully that'll well and truly see a a decent-sized crowd on track, so we'll get in touch with you again to update the listeners. But, Ben, good luck with your meeting this weekend. Thanks for updating us on the Kilmore Race Club News. All the best. Great to chat. Thanks, Andrew.